We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're listening to Kilkenny Today, sponsored by Walsh's Toyota. The name you can trust. City Sport on Community Radio Kilkenny City from 12 to 2 each Saturday. Hurling, camogie, soccer, rugby, racing, basketball and much more. Sponsored by Michael Ling Motors for Ford and Hyundai. City Sport on 88.7 FM and on the World Wide Web every Saturday from 12 noon. Is your weekday mornings getting you down? Do you suffer from the midweek slump? Well, why not join me, Gerard Donovan, for Wednesday's Good Morning Kilkenny, where between 10 and 12, I'll be playing a magical musical jukebox of the best in music. Tune in, and together we will make the midweek slump a thing of the past. Warning, this show may involve sound effects, like animals that sound like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs> this show will not affect your credit rating. to today's Kilkenny Today with myself Morris O'Connor here of course as usual on the Tuesday and it's Tuesday the 22nd of December and my goodness what a way are we finding out where we are going to be ending the year on uh, what a note uh, I suppose depends on your attitude to all things COVID and your particular situation around all that as to how we get through the next few weeks but uh, hopefully we will particularly I suppose if we all obey the guidelines, stay safe and well, look after ourselves, look after our family and friends and uh, community and uh, just keep the fingers crossed that we're all safe and well and uh, we'll be able to avail of the vaccine when it comes along to us all in, in due course and hopefully that won't be too long. We'll have some of it starting to roll out depending on where, where you are and what you're doing uh, before too long by the sound of things. But anyway, all of that, I suppose, we'll have to wait until after Christmas and we'll get through the next uh, 50-something minutes first to take us to the top of the hour at 6 o'clock and we'll have the Angelus and the Community Diary and uh, talk sports. Or, sorry, <laughs> Jim and Bert talking about soccer, offside soccer, after all that. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on with today's show. I'm delighted to be with you again as usual. Um, toward, towards the end of the show, we'll be hearing from uh, Nicholas Dunphy, the PRO of Kilkenny City Harriers, to talk to us about the virtual run for Emily, which happens on Christmas Day in a fundraiser that uh, KCH are having uh, on Christmas Day. Lovely fundraising idea, virtual fundraising idea, of course, in the current circumstances. Before that, we'll be hearing from Michael Boyd, uh, local um, estate agent and auctioneer, uh, Oria Boyd Kilkenny, of course, and uh, we'll be chatting about a report that's just been um, released uh, for and with the cooperation of Oria Boyd in relation to property prices here in the county of Kilkenny and what's been happening over the year. Uh, we'll have a bit of parish news for you towards the middle of the show. We'll have um, ads and promos as, the usual, as we usually do during the show, but I'm very pleased to have with us our first guest today, the Chief Executive Officer of Kilkenny County Council, Colette Byrne. Good evening, Colette, and thanks for holding on the line. Good evening. Thanks a million, Morris. Very lovely to have you with us, Colette. I know you're you're uh, you're pressed for time, so straight down to it, Colette. Um, it's been a year like no other, um, no doubt for yourselves and your colleagues in the council and the council's operations and activities in general. Um, looking back on it, are there any particular highlights you'd like to pick out for the listeners to remind us maybe of maybe the, the better things that have happened during the year? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, certainly, Morrison. I suppose just to say to start your introduction there, I mean, it has been a very difficult year for so many people. And just to say that at the outset, I mean, I think we all know some people have found it more difficult than others. So just mm. to say they're in everyone's thoughts, I think those who have found it a particularly challenging year. Um, our highlights, I suppose, if you were to look at the bigger picture around some of the progress that we made, I think for Kilkenny City, seeing the Butler Gallery open, um, I think it was the 5th of August, the gallery opened to the public. And I know, unfortunately, with COVID restrictions, it's been closed on and off since then. And I think it might have to close again now. But mm-hmm. I think certainly as a piece of infrastructure for Kilkenny, very much in keeping with, I suppose, Kilkenny's reputation in the arts, um, Butler Gallery getting their new home and the space they have in it and, I suppose, the nice public space that's around it certainly is a huge addition. Um, mm. Just today, another section of the Western Environs Road opened, the new road in the Western Environs, which I suppose is setting the area, the neighbourhood where a lot of new development, housing development will happen over the next 10 years. So it's really good to see that piece of infrastructure happen and in place. And I suppose good to see the contractor making progress despite COVID. A couple of contractors, I suppose, more than one on the Abbey Quarter. So straight after Christmas into the new year, first couple of weeks in January, we will see the Riverside Park open, including the Skateboard Park. And I think that'll be a nice brightness I suppose in spite of all the dark that we've had um, in relation to a piece of infrastructure for the city I think when people get to walk it and see the connectivity that it brings and I Mm. suppose we're already looking at the potential of doing a boardwalk connecting under Greensbridge so it'll give good linkage then when we get that done Um, it could take a year or two to get that done by the time we design it get it through planning but I suppose getting the section running from Market Yard all the way up to Greensbridge is a significant piece of investment in the city centre and I think it'll be extremely well used by the public. So there are three very significant projects in the city and if you were to go outside the city, I suppose getting the additional funding for the Greenway in the south of the county is a very significant boost like that is a very significant project the estimated cost is in around 15 and a half million euro it's a project between ourselves wexford county council and waterford city and county council and small section in both of those authorities by far the biggest area is in kilkenny and to get the 100 percent funding and i suppose the first contract is actually carried out now it was the lifting of the sleepers and the railway line so that's actually happened and Mm. i think the first two sections the tenders are back in on them so that would be the urban area around waterford city and the urban area around new ross and Mm. the next section then is just literally going out to tender before christmas so there'll Mm. be a nice little bit of activity on that project um very early in the first quarter in 2021 which will be a great boost for the south of the county And we also made significant progress, I suppose, in Callan. Anyone who lives in Callan would have seen the work on the Moat Field and that general area and a nice addition to the walkway. In Gregnamana, to get Salir Woods back open and the boardwalk done is a significant piece of infrastructure. And in Thomastown, then, we had the upgrade to the car park on the Inishtig Road and also there's significant works happening at the moment on Low Street and Logan Street. So just even on basic infrastructure, there's significant um, works happening and taking place. Mm. And I suppose in Castle Comer in 2021, we certainly expect to see work um, actually physically happen on the pedestrian bridge that will give great connectivity from the Discovery Park back into the town. 
Yeah, that'll be a tremendous resource, all right. And uh, I suppose your your mention of Thomastown just reminds me you can't really you can't really scratch the ground in Kilkenny anywhere without coming across something significant of an archaeological part of the joy and part of the challenge of, of um, managing uh, any construction or kind of infrastructural type of activity around the county that you, you're constantly faced, faced with um, kind of out of the blue I suppose. Yeah no and that's part and parcel and I suppose mm-hmm. the good thing is we're all well experienced at this stage in the management of those and what's best practice etc so I suppose we've come to expect the unexpected as you said there's not too many places certainly in urban areas in Kilkenny that you wouldn't not be expecting to find yeah, something yeah. so there's nothing unusual yeah, but, I, suppose, um, I suppose more more recently as well i know you you hosted a very um uh a, a short and brief visit from the uh, minister of state peter burke down here showed him around the town a bit but mostly the the uh, i think his agenda was all around paying his compliments personally to the the community call team that were mobilized in response to the pandemic i suppose we we have to mention the pandemic we can't really ignore it but um i thought that was um you know i'm sure that that went down particularly well with with yourself and Dita. Yeah, no, we always look forward to hosting our ministerial colleagues at national level and certainly the minister, the visit from the minister in the last week or so was very welcome. I suppose he would have met some of the team who were responding to the calls um, on the helpline, etc. And also he would have met the businesses because I suppose the businesses were and still are, I suppose, very seriously impacted um, by the restrictions and he would have had good engagement. Um, I didn't attend it now because we wanted to give an opportunity to the city centre task force to meet with the minister on their own and they did that and I think I suppose despite all of the issues there was general positivity that I suppose about the response um, and some of the interventions that were made by the council and we've also had a tourism task force and I suppose despite everything there was a lot of working together in an effort to kind of put the best foot forward um, mm. and right across the community the community call as you mentioned like a lot of work went in and it's still happening I mean while the calls into our helpline are low at the moment I mean I think it's testament to the relationships that were built early on at local level where people who might have needed help have arrangements now are in place and they're probably still continuing on very quietly in the background and just mm-hmm. to acknowledge those volunteers and people who are helping out their neighbours at this time I mean it has been a very challenging time for those who are probably a little bit more vulnerable than some of us whether that mm-hmm. is from age or for illness who are vulnerable who are immune suppressed or whatever who might find it more challenging to get out and about so it's great to see I suppose neighbours helping each other out. Yeah, and there has been tremendous cooperation, I suppose, led by your own uh, community call team and involving all sorts of businesses and organisations like the GAA and, and everybody else. And uh, unfortunately, I suppose, given what's happened in the last few days, there's, that's going to continue for a number of months. Um, but business goes on, I suppose, for yourself and your, your team, Colette, in the council. And you're, you've just literally today um, uh, opened to public consultation the county uh, draft development plan for the next few years. Um, I suppose the consultation around it is going to be a little bit more tricky uh, because of the restrictions with the pandemic but is there anything in particular in it that you, you, you could pick on to highlight that um, you might encourage the, the members of the public around the county to actually have a look at the plan and see how it, it might impact them and what they might be interested to see in it? 
Yeah, no, the plan, I suppose, it's, uh, it will be out. It's out on public consultation, and certainly you're right, it's a bit more challenging to do the public consultation. We'd normally be having information days and engaging with the public directly in that format. So we've been looking at what kind of best practice has been, and we're, um, Dennis Malone, our senior planner, is looking at doing a number of webinars, so people will be able to register to see it. We'll kind of have a virtual consultation room where there'll be a user-friendly version, um, like anything some people are quite happy just to get the basic understanding and then if they want to read more obviously all the documents will be available to them. Um, Mm. If I was looking at the city area I suppose strong emphasis as always on the built heritage and the protection of the heritage in the city and all around the county in fact in our scheduled towns etc the city area I suppose we're building very much on the concept that is there for the last couple of development plans on Kenny being a 10 minute city and looking at ways I suppose to make sure that people can get from anywhere in the city into the city centre within 10 minutes so Mm. a big emphasis on the mobility piece um, supporting alternatives to cars etc it'll take a little while for that obviously to materialise but certainly that's the focus on trying to make sure that we have good services at neighbourhood level and that people can access the services and that then the movement in and around the city will be a little bit easier. Um, also I suppose the significant piece and it's coming European and national level is the whole area of climate change and that transcends the whole of the development plan and has a big impact and I think we're all starting to realise the scale of the challenges facing us so I think if people were looking at a particular chapter they might find that one um, of particular interest but Mm. people will dip in and out of it I mean it's a I'm looking at it here printed in front of me at the moment and three volumes of it between the environmental assessment etc so some people will read the bits that are very particular to themselves and that's absolutely fine and I would say to anyone who is particularly interested log on to our site get details of the webinars that are up and kind of partake in them and then if people haven't engaged with the webinars etc if they still have questions we'll certainly look at dealing with them on the one-to-one basis there's no issue there but I suppose people will have to be a little bit patient um, on it and the other thing I would say people might see we would have had um we have planning lodged at the moment with on board Panala for the park and the street down in the Abbey Quarter. And while that was out on consultation, we had a good um, user-friendly version in the window at Mubles. And at the moment in that window are the plans for the Biodiversity and Recreation Park at done more and people Mm. in the city might be particularly interested in seeing that so we are making efforts I suppose to any of our bigger developments to make them more more user friendly particularly in the current climate where we can't have face to face um, information sessions, etc. Well, I'm particularly interested in that, uh, which I found quite a surprise. I'd known nothing about it. The uh, the biodiversity and recreational park in Dunmore, and I only live a hop, skip, and a jump from it up here in Raidstown. Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing how that uh, materialises. Just before we let you go, though, Colette, and thanks again for joining us. And I know you have a very busy schedule. Um, is there anything in particular about Christmas and New Year arrangements? For the council, no. well, we'll be yeah. publicising. No, it, uh, I suppose we're gone back into level five. But I think the only service that that will affect for us, but we'll be confirming it in the morning. Um, our libraries won't be physically open. It'll be click and collect. I think again on that. But other than that, the rest of our services remain operational. Um, obviously, in the current climate, and you referenced it at the start of your programme. I suppose I think the less movement people 
make at the moment obviously the better and the less interaction we have with people the better so in that regard while our offices are open by appointment we would be encouraging people where they can at all either do their business online like if it's motor tax it's fairly easy to do it online um, planning queries etc make appointments over phone the same at our housing office so where people can we would encourage them either to do it online or ring us and make appointments if they have to or if we can't deal with the query on the phone and that's genuinely just in the interest I suppose with unfortunately Kilkenny has significant enough numbers over the last couple of days and I think we all need to be that extra little bit vigilant and just the more people can we all have to take I suppose a bit of personal responsibility and it's not about trying to stop people coming into our offices we genuinely want to provide the best service we can but I think in an effort to protect those who are accessing our services and our own staff then um, I think the more we can do online and on phone the better and I suppose finally I just want to acknowledge I suppose I happen to head up our organisation but people will know we have a significant number of staff indoor and outdoor staff and I suppose a lot of the outdoor staff people would know them locally in their own areas and um, working on roads etc and just to acknowledge I suppose the level of change and adaption that people that our staff has gone through in order to keep our services going and I think right. they have done well, extremely had, well. I only had contact with some of your good staff there this morning uh, down in the recycling centre in Dunmore and they're always very friendly and cooperative and helpful down there and that's a great tribute to them. Um, I just want to finish then Colette, by uh, wishing yourself a very, very happy Christmas, a peaceful and relaxed um, good break. And in particular then uh, to your, your, all of your staff, especially um, those of your colleagues who have been guests on our programmes here in Community Radio Kilkenny City throughout the year. It's been very good of you to allow them um, to give us the, the benefit of their time and their insight and their expertise throughout the year. We look forward to that uh, continuing on into 2021. So thanks a million for joining us again, Colette. Thanks, Morris, and many happy returns. And may everyone have a good, peaceful and happy Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. And that was Colette Byrne, of course, uh, Chief Executive Officer of Kilkenny County Council. And indeed, uh, I'd just like to reiterate there our uh, best wishes for a lovely Christmas, a restful, uh, safe, relaxed, happy, and joyful Christmas to all of the staff and the team, indeed their families and friends in um, Kilkenny County Council, uh, working away on behalf the, the county and uh, doing so under difficult circumstances at times And but uh, as I say we have had lots of guests um, from the council during the year and they've been great to talk to and uh, we look forward to them uh, having more of them on I think over the, the programmes uh, throughout 2021 and, and beyond there we go um, we'll take a short ad break now for the next couple of minutes um, after having the chat there with, with Colette Byrne um, we'll be back after the ad break we'll have Parish News and we'll be hearing from Michael Boyd who's manager for REA Boyd estate agents and auctioneers here locally in Kilkenny talking about the local property market and uh, how that's panned out over the last year and uh, maybe things that he would have as uh, insights to look forward to in 2021 but that's all after the break do stay here stay with us here on Community Radio Kilkenny City it's great to have your company as usual the text number is 086-353-7782 if you'd like to uh, contribute anything to the show either uh, by, by text we'll try and uh, well, actually Declan on the desk get them to me here in the, the Raidstown studio as I call it as quickly as possible we take an ad break now anyway do stay with us we'll be back in a couple of minutes time just after these Christmas time in the city on 88.7 FM we are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM 
It's Christmas time on Community Radio Kilkenny City. This is your parish news. I'm Anne-Marie Hogan, starting with news of the Masses for Christmas at St. John's Church and in the St. John's Parish area. Christmas Eve, Mass in St. John's Church as follows, 5pm, 7pm, 9pm and 12 midnight. Dunmore Church, Christmas Eve Mass at 7pm. John's Weld Church, Christmas Eve Mass at 8pm. On Christmas Day, Mass in St. John's Church as follows, 6.30am, 8am, 10.30am, 12 noon and Polish Mass on Christmas Day in St. John's at 1.30pm. On Christmas Day, Mass in John's Well Church at 10am and at 11am, Mass in Dunmore. The priests in St. John's will be available by phone over the Christmas period. Those numbers are, can be seen on the parish website and in the parish newsletter. Also to say that the St. Vincent de Paul telephone number for St. John's area is 086-895-1239. Over to St. Canis's now and Mass details. Christmas Eve Mass in St. Canis's Church at 7pm and 9pm. Christmas Day Mass in St. Canis's at 9.30am and 11.30am. On St. Stephen's Day Mass at 11am and then there will be Vigil Mass for Sunday the 27th at 7.30pm on St. Stephen's Day. On Sunday 27th Masses in St. Canis's will be at the usual time of 10am and 11.30am. And to remind people that the support line for older people for the pandemic is still available and open 8am to 8pm daily all over Christmas. The number 0818 Father Jim and Father Tom would like to wish you all a very happy Christmas and to say may the peace of Christ be with you this Christmas time over to St. Patrick's Parish and they would like to extend good wishes and God's blessing to you all in St. Patrick's Parish at this time and to remind you that the St. Patrick's Parish Centre in Lockboy will reopen on Monday, January 4th. They'd like to remind you too of the contact number for St. Vincent de Paul in the St. Patrick's Parish area which is 87 and Obviously, this year, all the Masses in St. Patrick's Church and uh, St. Fakers Church are streamed live on the parish webcams. Finally, in St. Mary's Cathedral Parish, where Mass details are as follows. Christmas Eve, Mass at St. Mary's at 4pm and 6pm and also at 8pm. However, the 6pm Mass in St. Mary's is ticketed and tickets for that Mass have already been allocated. On Christmas Day, Mass in St. Mary's are as follows, 9am and 11am and on Sunday 27th Masses as usual at 11am and 5.30pm in St. Mary's Cathedral. The St. Mary's Cathedral Gift and Bookshop will be closed till January 4th and supplies will be available through the parish office. Contact Father Scriven. And thanks to all who support St. Mary's Parish via the donate button uh, and the that is seen on the St. Mary's Parish website which we would encourage as many of you as possible to do so at this time. Finally, some brief news from the Anglican Church this Christmas. Services in St. Canis' Cathedral are at 8am and 11.30am on Christmas Day. Christmas morning service uh, at 10am in St. John's Church in John Street. And to remind you that a service uh, from St. Canis' Cathedral will be seen on RTE television at 11am on Christmas Day and there will also be a Christmas carol service on, uh, from St. Canis' Cathedral on CRKC Radio on Christmas Day. I'm Anne-Marie Hogan, that's your Parish News, wishing you all a happy Christmas and to say we'll be back with Parish News on Monday, January 4th.
You're listening to Kilkenny Today with Morris O'Connor on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And welcome back to the second part of the show today. Um, thanks very much, John Marie Hogan, there for the parish news. Uh, given the announcements that were uh, just uh, put out by um, Taoiseach Michal Martin earlier on, uh, well, on Tuesday lunchtime, if you're listening to the uh, on Tuesday lunchtime. Um, it may well have been, I think, uh, some of those uh, announcements uh, in relation to masses and other church services that uh, we heard from Anne Marie there may have been overtaken by events somewhat. As far as I'm aware, uh, the restrictions now are saying are, uh, in, the impact is going to be that masses as, and religious services will move online after Christmas Day. So if you're still in doubt as to whether or not after Friday, Christmas Day, uh, from, from St. Stephen's Day and beyond um, 26th, 27th and beyond what the story is about uh, Mass or other church services in your local church, probably best you consult your own parish office. But if we do have any further updates on that, of course, we will bring them to you later on in the week here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Now, I'm delighted to be joined on the phone by a man who's probably had a very unusual um, year, like a lot of other people in various aspects of business, um, Michael Boyd from REA Boyd in Kilkenny. How are you doing, Michael? Lovely... Good evening, Morris. Uh, thank you very going? much for having me on. How are you? I'm very well indeed, uh, Michael. You've had a report there released uh, in, in the last couple of days, I suppose, looking back, reflecting on the property market um, throughout the year. And, uh, you know, I don't know whether you're, you're particularly surprised, uh, but some people, some of the listeners may actually be surprised to hear that um, the, the property market has been, ex- been very, very healthy by and large with demand really uh, very, very strong. So what, what's been driving that throughout 2020, given all that's been happening? Uh, Morris, we, we have been very much surprised and very pleased. Um, sadly, the property industry um, was flattened in 2008 and we were all rather fearful that it would happen all over again this year with COVID, but it didn't. Um, Quite the contrary, and it's not just an Irish trend. Uh, apparently, worldwide, res- the residential markets have accelerated, and, and not just in price, uh, not always in price, indeed, but in volume. Um, and what has happened is that people in big cities who, who might not have been born and reared in those cities, they might have gone to them from the country, and in Ireland, that means um, you might have been um, born and reared in Kilkenny and moved to Dublin. But people have decided to get out of that big city and go home to where they want to live in a house that is much more in line with what they've always dreamed about. They've decided this is the time to do it. We can work from home. Home working is the revolution that has allowed so many people to um, to do this. And it, for our industry and our business, it has been wonderful. And in, in that context, then, um, you know, you, and you're well used to um, potential buyers asking you all sorts of questions about properties that they have their eye on, about price being an obvious one, uh, but all sorts of other things as well. I, I presume then, if that's been the trend that you're talking about, people um, availing of remote working opportunities, is the first question on their lips is, what's the broadband like here in this house? Very much. Um, it's, it, it's as basic as water or sewerage. Has it got broadband? Um, and you have it, it, it. Thankfully, I think the paucity of broadband in the country is perhaps overstated. Um, most of us can get by with a reasonable service, and in most houses do happen to enjoy a reasonable service. 
I, I think what's been absent from the debate about the effects of COVID since it started is people complaining, oh, we can't work from home. I haven't heard it, and it's not a feature in the media. So uh, we're not saying the broadband coverage in the country is perfect, but most people seem to be able to get by with it, and it is the first inquiry, what's the broadband coverage like in, in a property? It's very mm-hmm. important to people. Uh, another thing I'd know that I'd be particularly interested in myself is, or, or, I know it's been a building energy rating um, is, is that featuring more and more in people's consciousness or has it just been slipped to the back because of the particular circumstances of this year? Oh not at all um, when the building energy rating regime first came in um, it was like prohibition nobody wanted to face up to it nobody wanted to deal with it and the auctioneer that told his client oh before I put it on the market you have to get one of these things was swiftly passed over for the next auctioneer but as time went on and people got used to it, um, people accepted being told you have to have it. Um, it's very much accepted. And then the inquirers started asking for it as well. So it, it, along with broadband or perhaps shortly behind broadband, the next inquiry is what's the energy rating? It's like the MPG in a car. And, mm-hmm. and people just want to know it. And whether the system by which it's assessed and measured is accurate or not isn't really the point. It's the fact that people are focused on reducing their energy consumption. Yeah, and it's a big part of cost of ownership of a house, of course, once, you're, once you've uh, set the mortgage aside and paid the mortgage, you know, the running costs of the house are very influenced by the whole BEO, aren't they? Um, the other so. thing I noticed from the report, Michael, is... Um, it's quite again. Uh, I found quite surprising, and I'm sure you'll be able to explain the, the background to it. Um, is that the the actual time to sell seems to have shortened quite a lot? So, are people, you know, what's contributing to that? Because there's so many factors involved in actually getting from finding a house online or in the newspaper, or whatever, to actually closing a contract. So, um, what's going on there? What are people doing to to speed up this whole process? Well, this is a, thankfully, this is a, a trend that has been going on for the last two or three years, and it's so welcome, it's wonderful. Um, this year we've seen um, in, in our office and our group around the country the average time frame to close the sale. That's, that's from the day you shake hands on the price to the day you hand over the key, going from 12 weeks down to six weeks. And that period two years ago was nearly 40 weeks, um, which is scandalous and it's outrageous. But what's happened there has been a technological revolution. Um, It's driven by two things. The first thing is that buyers uh, are a a younger generation and their attitude is, I have the money, I'm giving it to you, I want the keys, and I'm not interested in all this legal palaver about... um, contracts taking this long or that long. I just want it done. So they have, in a wonderful way, put fabulous pressure on our legal community to just get the work done and to mm-hmm. not stop it, inventing excuses to slow it down. Yeah, I and suppose it is a lot is, easier with, uh, with, with new houses, isn't it? Or newer issues over title, which can often slow it down hugely. Um, I, I'm afraid, and, and you'll probably get telephone now in a, by a minute and a solicitor even out to think about me, but I have no time for any of that rubbish. Um, uh, when somebody is going on about title, they're just inventing an excuse to delay something. Um, the, the next thing that happens is an awful lot of conveyancing has moved online, and um, the progressive solicitors are moving online with it and getting the job done. 
um, and it's possible to get a sale processed in a, ma- in a matter of a week or two now and that doesn't always happen mm-hmm. and it wouldn't always be suitable but that's that the way is, it's yeah. going and it's driven by the age profile of the buyers who are from a different generation who, who just you know they they, they, in, they view the whole transaction of purchasing a house and, and where they see the value in it is they, they see the value in how they're going to enjoy this purchase in the years to come. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago a couple buying a house they focused entirely on the importance of actually getting the deal done and, and this was inflated to, to some enormous sense of importance when in fact it was really only uh, lining up the, the ducks in a row to get the business done and close yeah. it. It's good from yeah, sorry, very much yeah, from a buyer and indeed a seller's perspective that the process can happen as quickly as it, as it seems to have been in recent years. Um, another factor which I think your report highlights is that the way that the actual um, selling process from the buyer's perspective has changed with um, you don't have uh, what I might call I don't know what the, the term you have in the property business but I'd call it the equivalent of the tire kickers maybe um, tramping around the house um, Saturday after Saturday after Saturday and, <laughs> and making nuisance of themselves for you well the, the, yes when I started out in this game I often wondered was I a, an auctioneer or was I a tour guide and <laughs> um, the, the over the years, particularly during the boom, if you were selling new house schemes, uh, to stand in a new house scheme on a Sunday and watch what was going on was very disheartening, right? You were selling houses, but you were also there like an exhibit in a zoo being looked at by people who had nothing else to do. And I, mm-hmm. things have moved on and the recession sort of killed off an awful lot of innate curiosity about property. And then COVID and technology come along so that before you show a person a property, you'll have them fully qualified to see are they genuinely interested, do they have the money, are they capable of closing the sale. And we also see people, uh, the, the next generation of buyers, making an awful lot more assumptions about a property so that they assume everything in it works. It's not a big deal if it, if it doesn't work. They just want to know about it. And they just want it to happen. And now with COVID, we cannot show a house or for sale or for rent unless, in a sale scenario, unless we have proof of their funds and ability to close the sale. And in a rental scenario, unless we've actually processed their application for the house. So yeah. that means the traffic through the properties has gone way down. And that suits buyers because a lot of buyers are the Irish coming home from abroad and they're happy to view online, to do the virtual tours online, to examine the legal contracts online and to do almost everything online. Mm -hmm. Um, Until 2020, I had only sold one house in 29 years to someone who hadn't seen it. And that has completely changed it around. We're quite happy to sell a house to someone who hasn't seen it now. And they're quite happy to buy it. What's um, in around the city here, Michael, then, in, in Kilkenny City? What's hottest at the moment in terms of property, residential property? Um, it, it's across the board because there's a demographic has come into our local market here that, that wasn't as strong before, i.e. the returning emigrant or people coming home from Dublin with much higher spending power than just the starter home. So there's been a good flow of... Um, mid to upper end houses from 500 to 800,000 which just wasn't there in the previous 10 years 
Um, and wherever you can get them, there's a good flow of the starter home as well, the three-bed semi. So it's right across the board. Mm-hmm. Say it's, um, I think your report as well also mentions that house prices have remained steady, which would suggest to me that maybe, you know, if, there, if it wasn't for that kind of returning immigrant kind of thing or uh, remote working-led uh, demand that uh, you might have otherwise been seeing um, price drops uh, throughout the year, which you're gonna be, I'm sure you're happy enough with the idea that prices have remained steady. Um, we're, we're quite happy. I'm, I'm not necessarily interested in prices getting r- ridiculously mad and unaffordable for people. Um, that's, you know, it's important for us to get the pri- best price for each house, but it's not important for us that the market keeps climbing in value. I think that's actually a bad thing. Um, so what CAPS values is you have a very educated um, set of people participating in the property market information is freely available everywhere about prices and values so you know people know the value of everything in the property market and that's a good thing also you have the central bank regulations that cap what people can borrow now a lot of people buying in the market are cash buyers but they also say to themselves i'm i'm not going beyond the value of it and that's that yeah you know there's great restraint I think that's all healthy, and I think it's good. What the, the only thing that's not healthy is the, the government still hasn't managed to set up an environment in which it is profitable and secure and a safe investment to do to go and build houses for to the build market. Indeed, not yeah, enough of that going on. It's a whole other kettle of fish really um, solving the, the supply. Rather than yeah, just the demand questions. Well, just one last question for you then, Michael, and thanks for joining us here in Community Radio Kilkenny City again. Um, what what are you, what are your hopes or what do you think thoughts about how twenty twenty one might play out in in your business? Um, in in our business, I, um, I am confident that it will continue on as it has been. Um, there's a lot of the economy has learned how to function despite COVID and to function well. I think Ireland is very well set up in a lot of regards within Europe. Brexit, of course, worries a lot of people, but I, I, I think uh, as a country we've, we've adopted a tremendous tough attitude to these things that will help us an awful lot. Hearts go out to the whole um, um, uh, pubs, entertainment um, and travel industry that are totally closed down, but they will come back and they will come back very quickly when this is over. So I think we'll continue to have... Um, buoyant market and hopefully sober pricing from buyers. Great, great. Well, uh, we, we look forward as well to at some stage the uh, supply side of the whole uh, residential housing market um, picture becoming a little bit better, um, certainly from the buyer's point of view. Um, it's been great talking to you anyway, Michael. Hope yourself and your family, your staff, indeed colleagues and friends have a lovely Christmas. Stay safe and um, I'm sure you, no doubt you'll be looking forward to getting back into business um, in the new year after a bit of a rest and a holiday. Thanks very much, Morris, and the best to you. Thank you very much indeed, Michael. Take care. All the best. Bye now. And that was my Michael Boyd from Aurier Boyd uh, Real Estate Agents uh, in here in Kilkenny just chatting about uh, their report that they've had around the the, uh, the nature of the property market throughout um, 2020 and uh, some very interesting insights there from Michael and thanks indeed to, to him for joining us again here in Community Radio Kilkenny City. Now it's uh, past time we took another ad break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes time though with um, Nicholas Dunphy who's the PRO of Kilkenny City Harriers and uh, Nicholas will be telling us um, about the virtual run for Emily which is taking place on Christmas Day so do stay with us and we'll be back in a couple of minutes time just after these 
Christmas time in the city on 88.7 FM. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Christmas greetings on the airwaves and across the World Wide Web on your local community station. Join me, Tommy Dowd, on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM, every Wednesday night from 7 to 9. For City Sounds, we hits from the 80s, 90s, noughties, and beyond. Here on 88.7 FM. How does your garden grow? If you have a gardening problem, or there's a needling question you have about a plant or a tree, why not contact our horticulturist, Kieran Walsh? Kieran answers your queries every Wednesday evening, just after 6 pm on the country road on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Please send your queries into us by texting 086 353 7782, telephoning 056 77 7777. Or you can write to us at Community Radio Kilkenny City, Hebron Road, Kilkenny. Kieran will do his best to answer all queries on the country road on 88.7 FM every Wednesday evening from 6 p.m. Kilkenny Business Today programme every Thursday evening with Fran Grinsel from 5 to 6. Talking local business, local stories with a personal touch. Success, failure, trauma and truth. Tune in to local people telling their experience of starting from scratch in the world of business and commerce. Frank Grinsel's Kilkenny Today business programme every Thursday from 5 only on Community Radio Kilkenny City where local matters. Join me, Anne Nolan, as I bring you on a musical journey of rocking the clubs. Tune in to hear the soundtrack of your weekend with the best of classic rock and EDM between 8 and 10 p.m. every Thursday night here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Hi, this is Paul Sheridan, inviting you to join me on Tuesdays between 12 and 2 for Good Afternoon Kilkenny, where I'll take a look at some of the news on this day. So join me Tuesdays between 12 and 2 on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM, and online at communityradiokilkennycity.ie. You're listening to Kilkenny Today with Morris O'Connor on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Two great broadcasters there, Paul Sheridan and, and Nolan, of course, well worth the bit of promo. And uh, thanks to very much to for waiting uh, on the line for us. Um, Nicholas Dunphy, PRO of Kilkenny City Harriers. Good evening, Nicholas. How are you? Good, yourself, Morris. I'm grand, thanks. Nicholas, um, you're busy, guys, uh, in KCH. You're kind of not... Uh, shoes or anything at all uh, over Christmas. Um, you've got this virtual run for Emily happening on Christmas Day. Just tell us a bit about that and how can people get involved? What can they do? Yeah, 100%. Um, so the oldest I'd say, event that the Harriers has run has been the Christmas morning dash uh, 5k around Kenny. But obviously this year with everything that's happened, we, we can't host it, but we're still delighted to be able to go virtual. Anybody across the, the world can can join us and can run 
before the, the Christmas turkey and everybody uh, jumps on the couch for the day. They can get out, they can run, walk, cycle, any bit of exercise. And if they can, obviously we'd love them to donate um, for the, the Fight for Emily cause, which is one of our under-10 athletes uh, who's, who's fighting for um, yeah. in, in hospital something called acute lymphoblastic leukemia something I haven't heard of but when I saw the leukemia word I thought oh that's obviously uh, something very very serious and she has a tough fight on her hands which hopefully she'll uh, moment anyway Emily one of your athletes indeed as I said we, we, we all were shocked by it and we're just trying to do as much as we can again uh, young bubbly um, girl you know delighted member of the Harriers and we just want to do as much as we can again we're obviously it's a tough year for everybody but every euro counts and if we can help in any way we're going to try to do it yeah so i suppose like a lot of these um, virtual uh, events you just go out you do whatever you can in your own um, environment in your own space whether it's around your own estate or the local park or whatever and then uh, go and uh, either encourage others to sponsor you and donate on online somewhere what, what's the donation process how do people do that part of it yeah, there's a link up on all, all our social media, so Kenny City Harriers across Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, it's a GoFundMe page set up um, by uh, a close connection of the family, and we're just gonna we're, we're sharing that platform as the the place to to donate. Yeah, I think isn't there as well fight underscore for underscore Emily. Yes, uh, that's uh, so if you Google that as well with uh, GoFundMe, hopefully it should bring it up. And again, follow as much as possible. We obviously don't want anybody breaking any rules. Follow the COVID guidelines. Uh, be responsible, but get out and, and get active as well. I suppose it's much as possible. Yeah, well, it sounds like a great thing to do. Anyway, as I say, in place of your your normal physical uh, dash around the city, um, for which I presume you uh, you just do for your your own sense. Do you usually do that one as a fundraiser. I'm not a, a, an athlete myself. I confine myself to a bit of tennis. It is normally we normally we do um, the Christmas morning dash is for charity. We pick a different charity every year, um, whatever the, the club decides. Local charities, and obviously this year one closer to our hearts with it, the club member connected. Um, so we decided, you know what, if we can do it. Let's let's support and help as much as possible. Oh, absolutely. No, great, great idea and fair use you're doing it. And it's uh, wonderful, I suppose, at least the opportunity to get some support from all around the world rather than just whoever can can uh, do the little uh, dash around the city as you, as you usually do. I suppose no more than any other organisation, sporting or otherwise, Nicholas, you, you've probably had a tough, challenging year with events having to be cancelled or rerun or whatever, reorganised or rescheduled oh. or training issues and all sorts going on. Without doubt, I suppose we are, we are lucky in one sense in the, the sport running is very an individual sport so we've we've been lucky enough we've been able to have pods of 15 for a lot of the, the period um, we've been able to train especially getting the, the younger kids out which has been good but like that throughout the year we've cancelled the streets of Kenny we had to cancel the, the Castle Walls 5k we've had two runs we've had to cancel a lot of county athletics was cancelled so again throughout the year as you said like, like a lot of sports we've had to put a lot of things on the back burner cancel delay and hopefully all we can do is fingers crossed and hope that next year will be a better year and 2021 we'll be able to get back out to the, the big races that we would love to have around the streets of Kenny. Yeah, indeed, because I mean, you're a good, great part of the local sporting environment anyway, as I see, kind of even going up to the tennis club and stuff, you'd often see, or in around uh, Loch Boy, you'd often see lots of activity around KCH and people wearing the singlets and featuring very regularly in 
in the the local media around uh, around uh, all the various successes in various different competitions around the country. So hopefully, as you say, you'll get back to that. But I suppose the uh, the main the main event really in the next few days is the virtual run for Emily, and hopefully you'll get a huge turnout. I think uh, fingers crossed. The weather looks like being reasonably good, so there's no excuse for people not to be able to um, put on a pair of running shoes and go off and have an old jogger run for Emily anyway on Christmas Day. Exactly. Get get your run in early before the, the turkey is laid on the table. <laughs> Somebody maybe needs to stay, stay at home to mind it, but other than that, everybody else can get out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can we can do a relay on that. Some people can can come and go. Somebody can mind the the food. Somebody can go out and exercise, and they can they can swap in and out. We'll make a real athletics uh, situation out of it. And then, and then share the collective uh, blame if anything goes wrong with the old turkey if it gets overdone but anyway hopefully that won't happen look um, thanks a million for coming on to tell us about the virtual run for Emily on Christmas Day anyway Nicholas and uh, a very happy Christmas to yourself and everybody involved in uh, KCH in Kenny City Harris but particularly I suppose to to happy Christmas to Emily and her family and friends and all of her supporters in Kenny City Harris thanks for joining us Nicholas no problem thank you Morris and many yeah. happy returns to all yourselves in Kenny Community Radio as well Right, we'll leave it at that. I think it's just about running out of time here on Kilkenny today, uh, today's edition. Lovely to have had you with us as usual here on the, the, the show today. Uh, this is the last one for me before Christmas, so it only uh, leaves for me to wish you all a very, very happy, safe, relaxed, uh, peaceful Christmas. I look forward to being back with you again. Thanks a million to Declan for running the desk for me and to Anne Nolan for helping me out with producing the show. Looking forward to chatting to you again next Tuesday um, after the Christmas the old uh, post-Christmas how did you get over the Christmas conversation until then anyway stay safe and well and I look forward to being back with you here in Community Radio Kilkenny City We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM